audio action. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. What's wrong, Bronwyn? Um, my computer. It's okay. It didn't actually die. I was oh. about to say it died, but then it came back to life. So it's all... <laughs> it just like you know when it goes to sleep and the screen goes, and it goes like dark and and, and you can't see anymore. Yep. It did that. Ah. <laughs> but then like you know you tap the like the mouse pad and he goes. Good I, morning. We all have com- well not all of us have computers but many of us have computers, Bron and I think we know how they work. Yeah, but, but I was just commenting on that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. um happy december yes i mean it's kind of mid late december but for you listening it's maybe it's summer maybe someone's listening in summer happy summer happy yeah. july we're making a lot of assumptions here but in case you are by some weird miracle not miracle for some re- weird reason listening to this in sitting, july sitting sitting on a beach in July, eating string oh, cheese. nice. String cheese? <laughs> of all the things you could have chosen to be eating on a beach in July, you chose string cheese? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's August and your your a tear rolls down your cheek as the leaves start falling and Jeez. turning into autumn. <laughs> Bronwyn! What if people like autumn? Well, that's nice. What if they don't like string cheese, Sophia? I'm just saying. Well, this has been a weird start. Just a bit. How are you, Bronwyn? You know, I'm quite good because I had quite a few assessments and tests and quizzes today. But now that they're done, I don't have to do work. Actually, that's not true. But I don't have to do work for Thursday. There you go. I, don't, I do have to do work for tomorrow, but it's okay. And I don't have, like, a test or quiz, you know, this week. I don't have any more, which means I don't have to think about it until Sunday night when I realize I have a quiz next week. So that means that it's good. And, you know, it's nice not to have to worry about that. Yeah. And I'm happy because I get to record a podcast with you, Sophia. I'm happy, too, Bronwyn. Um, we, this is a topic this week that we have a lot of anecdotes for. So shall we get right into work? Let's do it. All right. My wordlet, we only have one this week. My wordlet is sagacious. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I didn't look up the definition of my words. (laughs) I didn't either. Sagacious. Yes, I got it right for once. (gasps) I'm proud of me. I'm proud of you too. Thank you, Brahman. Yes, my word is sagacious. And we had this word, we have an exam in Latin um, tomorrow. And it's called the National Classical Etymology Exam. And in Greek. And in Greek, Bronwyn has to take it too. Well, it doesn't have to, but is taking it as well. Yeah, I don't have, um, I don't know. It's fun. There you go. Because it doesn't have any consequences, you know? <laughs> so if you do well, you're like, haha, I'm so smart. And if you don't, you're like, haha, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. Um, but yeah, we have to study a little bit for this and we have to know some words and their etymology. And this was one of them on the study guide. And it means having or showing keen mental discernment and good judgment, or shrewd. And the reason it was on our study guide is because it comes from the Latin word um, sagax, or sagac, meaning wise. Huh. So yeah. That's pretty good. That's sagacious. What's your word? Okay. So my word is... 
Gurdon. My word is Gurdon. Um, it's a fun-looking word. It means a reward or or recompense. Um, and it's just an unusual word, I guess. I don't know. Again, on the study guide, um, it's spelled G-U-E-R-D-O-N, which is kind of kind of fun kind of you you would be like where the heck where'd you get that word from but you know surprise surprise it does come from latin because it (laughs) is for a classical etymology exam but it comes from the medieval latin uh viter donum which is a combination of donum meaning gift um and old high german the word uh vidarion meaning repayment so the repayment of a gift is like a reward yeah. I wonder what Old High German is. I've never seen that on any I guess, etymology. I mean, I Maybe would say, just like... Because, like, you know, their class... Or uh, romantic languages, is that what it is? That's, like, French and Italian and um, Spanish. And they all come from Latin, right? Mm-hmm. And then English is technically Germanic. So I guess right. Germanic... German, like, doesn't come directly, at least, from Latin, even if it does have... I don't even think it does Right, come. but I'm wondering so, what, like... But, old, yeah. The, the word I know, Old But it would be cool German. to, like... You know, find all the ancient language and yeah, the oldest language, Sophia. Not the I don't know if it's the oldest one, but the one where a lot of European languages actually come from, and also where like Sanskrit comes from, is Proto Indo European. Ooh, and that was in like North East Europe, and that's just where like a lot of the languages we have today come from. That's, that's very like, cool. That's like the start. But I don't know if you could learn how to speak Proto-Indo-European because I don't know if they're really written records. I mean, there must be if people know what it is. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But it's called Pi. Apparently. That's cool. Yeah. What's our topic this week? Our topic this week is the holidays. Um, la 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 la. <laughs> we are recording... I'll insert some jingle bells. Excellent. <laughs> jingle bells. Um... We are recording this on December 10th, but when this comes out, it will be exactly one week before Christmas. So I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, but, but it's Christmas is season. also. Exactly. That's Christmas is on during winter break. Hanukkah, I believe, is right around Christmas this year. Huh. So, and New Year's is right after Christmas. So there are a lot of Things holidays happening in December. Um, Ours will probably be a bit more centered around Christmas because that's yeah. just usually what. Our anecdotes, for sure, are centered around Christmas since both of us celebrate Christmas. But, you know, happy holidays. Yeah, exactly. The holidays in general. But yeah, so we figured that this would be a a good way to get into the Christmas spirit a little bit, or the holiday spirit, or whatever you celebrate. Or just the podcast spirit. There you go. Happy podcast. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Oh, I get to start with my word today. You do. Excellent. So it was pretty. It was pretty easy finding words and quotes. Surprise, surprise. But some of them are kind of cool. Yeah. So this one I just kind of came up with, um, and it is candelicas, which means little candles. Um, and I found it in. Did you know that Idina Menzel came out with a holiday album? I did not know. And it's very good, or I like it a lot. She has an incredible voice, um, and so she did a lot of Christmas songs and a couple of Hanukkah songs as well. And this one is really catchy, and I like it a lot, especially because it's sung in Ladino, which is an old Spanish-derived language traditionally associated with the Sephardic Jewish community. That's really cool. Right? So this is 
uh, I read an article that was saying that Ocho Candelicas, which is the song that um, she sings on the album, is like a tribute to her heritage because <gasps> apparently she, her, I don't know, she's, her ancestors were a part of the Sephardic Jewish community. That's really cool. So that's why she sang this. Um, but yeah, it's from the song Ocho Candelicas, which means eight little candles. Um, and it's a Ladino song celebrating the holiday of Hanukkah written by the Jewish-American composer Flori Jagula in 1983. And the song is often performed in an Argentine tango rhythm, which is possibly why I love it so much, um, with accompanying accordion and violins. I really want to hear this now. Oh, I'll play it for you. It's really good. It's really catchy, and I found myself singing it like all around the house, like, una candelica, dos candelica. It's very good. Um, And, of course, Adina Menzel has an incredible voice, and she sings it really, really well. Um, and the lyrics of the song describe a child's joy of lighting the candles on the menorah. Mm-hmm. So it was really, and I don't, I'm not Jewish, I don't celebrate Hanukkah. I know very vaguely what it's about, the eight nights and lighting the candles, so I'm not an expert in this by any means. But I thought it was really cool that she sings part of the song in an old Spanish yeah. Jewish language. Because music's such a good way of keeping things like language yeah, exactly, alive, right? Exactly. So it's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it made me, and I was listening to it like, is this Spanish? Because it's like, it goes, una, dos, tres, cuatro, and then cinco, like some, oh. it's not cinco. And, it like, and then like, seis, like it's just slightly different. Is the accent? But I can just, hear, is it like, yeah. So yeah. like, it, I like, like most of it is Spanish. Spanish. Like I can understand the Spanish words, but there are certain words that are just pronounced slightly differently, That's, and I think it's really interesting. That was really cool. So yeah, it's it was a song that I really loved, and it's not a holiday that I celebrate, but I thought it was very cool. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. What's your word? I'm not quite as cool. <laughs> my <laughs> no, word, yours is the etymology is kind of neat. Um, so my word is wassail. Um, so I chose this word because. So I'm part of our high school choir, and around this time of year, we have like a million performances. Last week, we had three. This week, we have two. Next week, I think we also have two. Um, but one of the songs we sang last week, just like a little, it's it's a Christmas carol, which I personally hadn't heard before, but it is quite nice. It's called Wassail. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's a good word. I want to I wanna use that. But it comes, it is a Middle English it comes okay so it's the middle english word wassail um and it comes from the old norse vesthail um and it was probably introduced by danish speaking inhabitants of england um and then spread so that by the 12th century the usage was considered by the normans to be characteristic of englishmen huh. and it like it means to be like be in good health um and that's like that's what it kind of came to be because like it was just kind of related to drinking and then i think people were like drink in good health be in good health <laughs> um but it, so it went from veshel to middle english uh wishel, um to wassail and drink hail and that all kind of became wassail. That's very cool. But it's cool. like being good health. That's a very cool word. Yeah. So how would you use it in a sentence? Like, I wassail well, the you. song is wassail, wassail all over the town. So, I mean, I'm not really sure. <laughs> my toast, it is something, and my ale, it is brown. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm not really sure how you'd use it, but you'd be like, 
Till you know, like, to drink you know, when you're, yeah, like, what's we'll sale, Sophia? Or like, <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye, happy holidays, what's we'll we'll <laughs> You know, that's cool. I suppose that's very cool. Yeah, but it's just a cool word. It seems very festive. It is. It like, just seems very happy. Like you couldn't yeah. say it without smiling at someone. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what's your uh, quote? So we each only have one quote this week for me because I didn't have enough time to find another good one. But um, this uh, quote, the quote that I have is, The nutcracker sits under the holiday tree, a guardian of childhood stories. Feed him and he will crack open a tale. Um, And the reason why I loved this is because I have a very personal, I guess, connection to nutcrackers. And this is a little bit of a spoiler for the anecdote section, but when I started dancing in the Nutcracker, my mom and my dad, my both my parents, got me a Nutcracker for Christmas as um, a little gift. I think it was even before Christmas, like when I, on the weekend that I was performing my show, they got me a little tiny Nutcracker when I was a sheep, and I was so happy and I loved it. Um, and so, especially now that I'm not doing the Nutcracker anymore and this, or dancing in it, and this um, quote is saying that it's a guardian of childhood stories. Like, I have now a lot of Nutcrackers from the various years that I was dancing in the Nutcracker, and so they're kind of like little guardians of that time, that year that I was, because I would always get them on the weekend of the show. It's like a good luck charm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I would be like, oh, this is so cool, and put it up on display. And then, so like when I was a mouse... Um, in first grade, they gave me a little mouse nutcracker. Aww. And when I was a party girl, they gave me a little girl nutcracker who has a book that says, Christmas Carol, they misspelled Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But, yeah, so I loved that. And then you can, like, if I pick up a nutcracker, or when we take them, we took them out this weekend, um, and when I, like, take them out of boxes, I'm like, oh, this was this year. I remember this. Like, I remember when I was in That's such a It's, like, and it, like, it's directly connected to each, like, year of dance. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that's like a, a, gu- a little guardian of childhood stories. It's also my, um, so my brother loves nutcrackers. And so he's kind of, like, over the years, his collection has grown. And so, like, one of our mantelpieces is dedicated to the Nutcrackers. And yeah, that's what we and, have as well. And he, like, we have a set of Nutcracker Christmas ornaments, like, Christmas tree ornaments. That, that Those are always Timmy's ones to hang up. And, yeah. No, they're that's very... Amazing. It's funny, because it's such a specific thing. Like, I, I don't know how that became directly connected to Christmas, but it, yeah, it is kind I of, like... Yeah, I that up. It is kind of cool. I don't know what... Yeah, I do. I love, Nutcrackers will always have a special place in my heart. And I loved, I saw this quote and I was like, oh my gosh, that is perfect for what we do as a family. So, yeah. Um, That was said by Vera Nazarian. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that name. um, Who is an Armenian-Russian-American writer of fantasy, science fiction, and other wonder fiction. And she's also an artist and the publisher of Norilana books. Hmm. I don't know what those are. But, cool person. That's nice. What's your quote? Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? (laughs) That's by Dr. Seuss in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. (laughs) Now, the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas 
not I mean I'm sure the the live action one is good, but the I don't know I haven't seen it. Not <laughs> um, the one my family watches every year is the animated version. Yep. And <laughs> it's honestly not very long. No, it's, it's like, like a half twenty an hour? minutes, half an hour. Yeah. yeah, it's not very long, but it's a classic. Absolutely. The animation, very good. Yep. The ones, oh, the two songs, the one specifically, your mean one, Mr. Grinch, <laughs> very good song. There is an is acapella group that did an acapella version of it. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It's very funny, and my favorite scene is like, the three words that best describe you are as follows: stink. <laughs> Stank, stunk. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. Um, but uh, no, isn't it? R as follows, and I, I quote. quote. <laughs> yes, and so it's very like specific. Here it is. Stink, and he's plucking flower petals off. Of yeah, flowers. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a very good line, and it's a very good classic Christmas movie. Um, it's like I don't know. It's just very iconic, and. I mean, the message of it is mm. exactly this, which is maybe it's not about all of the decorations and 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 presents, but maybe it's about like the the like dedicating a day to celebrate family and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I am very much a sucker for the um, like. Um, commercialization of Christmas (laughs) it is nonetheless like I get it it's kind of cool and it's kind of I don't know nice like any holiday can be special like as long as you decide that it's going to be special you can make it special you know and even if it's just one day in the middle of February that's like you know and you're like you know what we like to celebrate leap year that's like that's the day that we're gonna make our special day and you like decorate or maybe you just sing songs whatever it is and you make it your special day like that's something really really can be really magical yeah and christmas is um i think that very heightened because so many people celebrate it especially where we are like yep the majority of people do celebrate it around here which means that like you're kind of surrounded by people who are equally festive um which is really exciting and i think that any holiday can be that as long as you just make it special for yourself you know um and i don't know i just liked it and i like the grinch the grinch is very good we have the other day you saw our little collection. We I think we have the same little set of DVDs as you do, which is like Rudolph and Frosty and the Grinch. And I think the two, Frosty not as much, but the two that we definitely try to watch every year are Rudolph and the Grinch yeah. because they're just classics. Like you I always, think the Grinch is my favorite one as well. Oh, I think so too. I love the the bit where his, like you can't not smile. The bit where he, you, his, they show his little beating heart going three sizes and it breaks the little frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. It's a very, very good Maybe. My favorite part is when he's slithering on the, around the house. Like, he's literally slithering. <laughs> like and then he does, snake. like, really cool, like, setups to get all of the things into the bags. Like, he does one where he, like, puts, like, a little, like, wind-up toy, and that hits one thing, and it hits yeah. another thing, and everything just works, and it's so satisfying to watch. It's very satisfying. Really good. All the presents falling down. Yeah. 
when he sticks a little thing up the tree and like and picks them all off. Yeah. yeah, and then he like folds it like an. Guys, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you were able to follow that. <laughs> I remember when I was, especially when I was a lot littler, I always got so sad with the dog. I thought he was being so mean to the dog. Max. Yeah, Max. Exactly. I know. He would like whip him, and I was like, no. Yeah, Max is doing his best. Sad. Yeah, that part's sad. But. but then you know they they're they're friends in the end. He gives yeah. him a little pat. Yeah. It's just a tribute a to how good dogs are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Very sweet. But yeah. In case you don't know who Dr. Seuss is, um, it's a pen name for Theodore Seuss Giesel, who was an American children's author, political cartoonist, illustrator, poet, animator, screenwriter, and filmmaker. Wow. Yeah. You know, today in Greek, I said that Homer was like the Dr. Seuss of ancient Greece because he like manipulated words so that they fit his rhymes and stuff. And he would, like, make up a word. Like, there's one, there's, there's this word that's heide, um, which means and, but, like, you only find it in Homeric Greek. Just because, like, because then you can make it two syllables. Like you it. need an extra syllable. So now it's heide instead of kai. <laughs> or de, it's just heide. So, you know, he does that kind of thing. But I was proud of my analogy. <laughs> it's a very good analogy. What, shall we move on to... Leafs, very famous and well known. <laughs> that might be going a little far. And widely appreciated and and infinitely, infinitely celebrated, holiday themed, spectacular, fun. Okay, bud. <laughs> anecdotes. Yeah, I think this might be the longest time we've ever had for anecdotes, so for get ready for a whole bunch. Um, do I get to start? Um, I mean, Sophia, like, fine. You can start no, if you I'm want, kidding. but that would go in against the rules. I was kidding, I was kidding, I was kidding. You can go. Of course I was kidding. Of course you can go first. Anyways, what's your first anecdote? <laughs> um, my first anecdote I've already talked about a bit. Um, and it is nutcrackers, nutcracker in general. So yeah, as I said, I, for the first, like, I was about to say for the first 10 years of my life, that's not true at all. Not what I meant. Um, but for, for 10 years of my life, not the first 10, but for 10 of them, um, I did ballet. I would dance. And the reason I started ballet was because my, I had very, I was very, very shy in preschool. And the one friend I had signed up for dance at this dance studio. And so my mom was like, well, she, like, she needs to make more friends. Let's put her in the same dance class with that same friend um, at the dance studio. I just realized something, but continue. <laughs> what did you realize? So I actually, at the same dance studio and at the same time, did do dance lessons. I know, though, that Sophia wasn't in my class because I would have remembered. No. But do you think it was because you were put in like, the age group with your friend? Yeah, well, you know what it also probably was? You were the old, slightly older yeah. age group. Well, it could have like been... Like one year, but still. Yeah, no, because you were born later in 2003, oh, yeah. and I was born a little earlier, and my friend was born... Your Wait, friend no. is 2003, you were... I'm 2002. Yes, you were born in 2002. My yeah. friend was born later in 2003, so it was probably a combination of you were older, she was younger, I was put with Exactly. Her. But still, like, but other we were at the, we were at the same studio at like the same years, so yeah, that's very really cool. And then I quit after two, one year. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I stayed at that dance studio for 10 years, even when my friend quit, like, the year after. Um, and every winter, we would put on a production of The Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. There were... I quit dance for a couple of different reasons but I never stopped loving the Nutcracker it was my favorite thing I liked it way more than the spring um dance show that we did I loved it even though it was the same thing every year it was different but like for that's me what makes because, it special yeah because yeah, I was a different role each year I was a sheep my very first year and that was fun I vaguely remember being like have you pause up girls pause up <laughs> we'd have to like have our hands in front of us so we'd look like sheep um, and then I was a mouse and then a soldier. Um, but yeah, I loved the Nutcracker. There was, we did, my mom's favorite piece was always the snow. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where after the battle scene, a snowstorm carried away Clara and the prince to the land of sweets. And that it was, snow was always my favorite to dance as well. Um, and then in the land of sweets, what I always thought was fun was they have dancers from different countries. Well, not actually yeah. from different countries, but dancers representing different countries. I love that. I, I love it too. So at first was usually the Chinese dragon. And it's the first and second graders, and it's all of them under like a big... They all carry a hula hoop, and it has a big like tarp over it. So all of their it looks little like legs a Chinese dragon. Looks like, yeah. look like legs. Yeah. Like, walking around, look like the legs of the Chinese dragon. It's very cool. And they, like, the only thing they really, well, some they actually duck out from under the yeah. the dragon and do a little dance, and then they duck back in, and the rest of them do. It's, it's cool. It's and then cute. there's also Arabian and Spanish and, are those the kind, all the kind, <laughs> Russian. Um, they yeah. started to change it a little bit, so now there's, like, various types of candy. So gumdrops and candy canes, and there's clowns. And then the last big piece is flowers, and I love flowers, flowers as well. Flowers is really good. Flowers is very pretty. It's a little bit slower than snow, but it's, it's wonderful as well. But yeah, and so the whole actual nutcracker tra- tradition in the Flame family started when I was a sheep, and I got a little baby nutcracker is like, good luck so on your performance this weekend, and then every year since then I've gotten a nutcracker, and even when I stop dance, I still get nutcrackers. <laughs> and my favorite nutcracker where my brother would always get really silly ones like there was a skier that he got at one point and a santa and a chef but i always wanted the traditional soldier ones and the reason why was because i wanted to practice being clara so i would hold them so i could hold like the actual traditional nutcrackers and like rock them in the dance that she does that's amazing so that's why i always loved the traditional ones i love that and oh forgot about this my brother and i used to do the Nutcracker talk show. And we would create little characters for each Nutcracker. So, and the rat, that the, the rat Nutcracker that I had from first grade was always evil. So he was like always mean because the rats were evil and in the ballet. And then there was someone, oh, that Marco, my brother has a Nutcracker that's just, all it is is it's holding up a sign that says Merry Christmas. And so like whoever the host was would be like, and what do you think Christmas Nutcracker? And all he would say was, Merry Christmas! And he was like, yeah, okay, but what do you think about the Christmas season this year? And just all he would say was, Merry Christmas! In a very deep that's voice. Very, very fun. But yeah. That's a, that was, that's that a, was a little long, sorry. No, I didn't <laughs> just I, There's a lot about it. Nutcrackers that goes on during the Christmas season for us. What's your first anecdote? So, I don't know, like kind of on the same like idea 
of kind of group more traditions. <laughs> Mine is choir. And this is a more recent thing because I've really like choir's been kind of a bigger thing for me um just in high school. But our big we have two big concerts every year. We have the Pops concert, which is like kind of poppy. That's in the summer and or like spring. And we have the winter concert. Winter concert is very good because so we have it's choir, orchestra and band. And everyone gets mad at choir because we have th- four choirs. There are four groups and everyone has two or three songs. So we end up singing like minimum like 10 songs and everyone else does like four. <laughs> but it's really fun. Um sometimes we get to sing with the orchestra. That's really fun. And That's very cool. just in general like I don't know, it's just very they're not necessarily like Christmas songs. There are a lot of holiday themed songs, but they're really it is like more just wintry and light and like that kind of idea. Um it's called the candlelight concert actually. It's kind of what oh, it used cool. to be and you everyone has like well all of usually what they do is one group whether it's like the madrigal choir or the seniors for one song will hold a candle. That's very good. Yeah. And like all the lights are down and it's just the candles. That's amazing. And I remember specifically in grade 9 this one song which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Um and it wasn't my choir singing it. It was everyone but my choir because we were like the grade nine choir. We were kind of like the entry level. Um, but it was all the other choirs. And we, they sang a song and they sang with the orchestra. And it was a song called Glow. And I just thought it was so pretty. And I took a video of it on my phone, but I felt self-conscious because I was in grade nine and I didn't want everyone to see my phone out. So you can't, you don't actually see them. You can just hear them. But it was like, I loved it. And they were all holding candles and like, it just, I loved, that was like the first, one of the first times where I was like, wow, choir is cool. (laughs) Like, this is really, really like has some potential. Um, And I loved that. And then this year is the first year where I'm part of the Madrigal group and being in that group we got to do some really cool like this um like I said like we have a million performances so last week we did something called the magical slash yeah magical like feast or magical dinner and we sing with another group that our choir director um directs called the Wilton Singers and they're all like older people um but they're really really good as well and we sing with them, and the Madrigals wait tables, and then we sing, and then we'll wait tables, and the Wilton Singers will sing, and we kind of go back and forth, and it's just very, like, it, it was very fun. And it was three nights, and it was like four hours each, but it was wow. a good time. Got those service hours. <laughs> um, but no, like, I had a really, really fun time, and like, we made our choir director cry because he was so proud of us and like it was very sweet and someone videoed the the performances so now we have those and like wow like it actually kind of worked out like because when we were practicing even like the day before it was a little some of them were a bit eh, but like we got it by the end that's Um, amazing and then this week we're doing another thing um 
we, I mean, only for like five minutes and other like groups and like other high school choirs are doing it as well. But still, our choir is helping to open up for the Rockettes at Radio City <gasps> Music Hall. That's so cool! Yeah, for the Christmas Spectacular, which I saw when I was little, like six. And we're now we're opening, for, like helping to open for that's them. That's incredible. And it's very cool. And that's on Thursday. Wow. <laughs> I know. And then... Um, next week we have our winter concert. So it's, like, so many things. And, like, I don't know. It's just so much fun. Being part of a choir, let me just say, is, like, one of the best things. It's so amazing when it just all clicks and you're like, yes, so good. And And I love hearing you talk about how proud you are of it when you, like, come back from a concert and you're like, you know what, we nailed that and that was so good to be a part of and it's very, very sweet. And I love how much you love being a part of a choir. Well, it's, yeah. And that's all I'll say about it, but it's very, like, the holiday season combined with choir is, like, exploding mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. What's your next anecdote? Um, The next anecdote is um, something that we don't do as much anymore, but it was a very big thing for my brother and I when we were little, and it's the advent calendar. Um, And we, I don't remember how this started. We have a tree in the kitchen that's like a, a felt tree, and it says flame on the bottom, and it has like 1 through 25 of the days of December and there's little pockets in them so we don't do I think most people do an advent calendar that's full of like chocolate and then they have a little Mm. bit of chocolate every day we didn't do that we had like they were little gifts and what my mom would do was write a note it was always on yellow paper and she always wrote it in blue pen I don't know why I remember that so clearly but she would write a little note and fold it up and stick it in the pocket of whatever date it was and the note would have a little clue and it was always like, find me in the place where things are warm or something. And it would be like the closet because coats are in the closet. Or like, find me in the place where you go to get clean and it would be in the shower. Um, and it was always like small. It, was, it would get slightly, not bigger, but like a little bit more meaningful each day leading up to Christmas. And then obviously Christmas we got Christmas presents, but it usually it was it was things like socks. Sometimes it was candy or chocolate, That's and such like you would have idea. to you'd have to go find it. And then, what on the weekend of my show for the Nutcracker, there would be a little note in there, and um, it was like always the, I think it was usually the Saturday morning right before I had to go for dress rehearsal, and we'd find the note and be like, oh, time to go find the Nutcrackers, <laughs> and it would they would always be wrapped, and we'd be like, what Nutcracker did we get this year? That's such a good tradition. Yeah. So my brother got started to get nutcrackers as well, um, but yeah, it was really. And then, since the tradition of nutcrackers has continued, um, even though I'm not dancing anymore, so this weekend I think it was Sunday, I looked over and I was like, "Oh my, did you put a note in the advent calendar? <laughs> like, are we doing that today?" And she was like, "Yeah, you gotta go, like, you gotta do the clue and find the find where the gifts are." Um, and it took us so long to find them. They were hidden in a very good spot, and the clue was very vague. So it took us forever. We were, like, all walking all around the house. <laughs> like, what, what did you do? But, yeah, it's it it very cool. Um, and all of the little pockets for each day have different designs. It's, I saw it in the kitchen, and it's very pretty. Yeah, it's very good. My favorite, and I always wanted my nutcracker to fall on the 21st because there is a ballerina, 
on the day of the 21st. Uh. I don't know if it ever did. I don't think it did. But the dogs chewed off the ballerina. (laughs) So now it's just an empty blue square. But it used to be a ballerina. And then on the 25th, there's Santa. Oh. Because it's Christmas. That's nice. And it says flame on the bottom. It's a lovely tradition. I love that. Yeah. It was really, really fun when we were kids. Yeah, I can imagine. Like treasure hunts? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It was amazing. Um, What is your next anecdote? My next one is baking. Woo! Um... So, okay, like, especially, I feel just so much, you know, pressure saying this because I'm in the Flame family household currently, and, like, every time <laughs> I've come out, like, your parents are very, very good cooks, yeah. and your brother is, an, like, very good baker, and I'm sure you're really good to do something. <laughs> no, I, that is one skill that I definitely do not have. I have no practical skills in the kitchen whatsoever i wish i could cook i wish i could you bake. can make banana pancakes i no can make can, banana pancakes no one can beat you in that and Thank i'm not saying you. that my family's bad but i'm saying that we're not like you're not passionate about there's not yeah it's not the same passion like my dad loves exactly Ex- that's that's the word of there's not that quite the same you know like fire the same like flame leading up to did you see me like think of the joke and then like start like oh how could I say it (laughs) um anyways my point though is oh yeah but Christmas baking is a big thing for us um and it used to be like okay so we used to go to our to my grandparents um every year for Christmas like on Christmas and we would drive up to Canada and be there for a few days and stay at my grandparents house and so the weekend before we would always bake a ton and then put it in Tupperware and bring it to Canada. Oh, and that was so like good. our contribution because like we couldn't cook or something, right? So we would do that. And I mean, I won't go, I'll go into that maybe if we have time for another anecdote. But baking, we then kind of the past few years, we've started baking a bit earlier because like you don't need to bake gingerbread the day before Christmas. You can have it all December. So that's what we started doing. Um, and I think we're going to, once my sister comes home, so probably like next weekend, we'll have a big baking weekend. But, that's amazing. Um, we've like some classic things, gingerbread. Of we'll course. Always, my mom will always make gingerbread dough and then we will cut them out. That was always like a family thing, like sitting there and like cutting out gingerbread with the cookie cutters and then icing them, icing gingerbread. That's always a thing. Sugar cookies, same thing, cutting them out, but then you don't, we never ice them. We always just put some sprinkles on them. And I remember, like, there's always that little tiny bit of dough at the end that you're like, yeah, not enough (laughs) to make a cookie, and you just eat it. Yep. And it's a very classic thing. And we have this one video. When I was, I think I was fifth grade. Um, I think in grade four, my grandma had gotten me, like, this kind of, like, cooking apron, and it had, like, a whisk and a couple of other different things, and then I was like, ooh, I'm going to be a chef. And I decided that. I might not have been, I might have been a bit younger, but I decided that when I grew up, I wanted to have the Cowboy Cafe. And oh my because gosh. my apron had little like cowboys and like people riding horses on it. So I was like, it's going to be the Cowboy Cafe and it's going to be in a barn. And in the back, there's going to be a place where everyone can put their dogs to just like run around and play. Amazing. <laughs> and so I was wearing that in my head, full on fantasy of like, I'm running the Cowboy Cafe right now. And we were baking and like all sorts of things going on. People baking cookies. We always dip, like do chocolate dipped pretzels with some sprinkles. 
um, chocolate peppermint bark. That's a thing. <gasps> I love that. Candied pecans. All That's sorts amazing. of things. And we have this video of like us baking, and it's very sweet. That's amazing. That's such a good holiday tradition. I want to do that now. Yeah. I want to have like a day before Christmas where I'm like, you folks need to teach me how to actually cook. Let's bake cookies. <laughs> you should do that. That's I should. A good idea. And the other one is shortbread, but we usually this year I made some shortbread. It was pretty good shortbread. <laughs> you anyways. will text me like once every two weeks and just say like I made shortbread. And it's usually like ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I realize I have to bake for a big so. But anyways, um, what was I gonna? Oh yeah, the last thing I was gonna say about that was my mom's friend, who's also my grandma's friend. Um, she's kind of a family friend, but she always makes shortbread and she usually makes it gluten-free for, so that like Tim can have it. And, and when I was gluten-free, so I could have it as well. And even though she lives literally in like Toronto, my grandparents live in a different city. Like it's a decent, it's like a 45 minute drive and you're like driving through a city. She'll still like come and drop off the shortbread. And like, it was like the very, it's just like, that's another, like Dale's shortbread. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Anyways, what's your next anecdote? Um, My next anecdote is decorating the Christmas tree. So we always, there is quite a bit that goes into the Christmas tree at the Flame family household. There was, we, my dad, since we moved into the house that we're in now, um, we, there's a room in our house and we call it the sunroom and it just has these huge, super high ceilings and skylights like running down. And it's a very good room. It's probably everyone's favorite room in the house. Um, and it's perfect for a super tall Christmas tree. And my dad loves big Christmas trees. <laughs> so we always get like nine to 12 feet. Oh my goodness. Christmas trees. Um, so they're pretty big. And the, my dad also likes the very traditional, uh, Christmas tree covered in red balls. So we always put it up and we put lights on it. And then the first ornament that we do is we just have like this tub full of red balls. And so we put them all up and then the rest of the ornaments, which are usually the ones with like sentimental value, like there's, um, we have ornaments from Galapagos and there are little nutcrackers that we have and we have pictures of like we have ornaments that my brother it's and I so made. It's so pretty. In- like I saw it today and I it's so pretty. Yeah. It's I love our Christmas tree just cuz it looks very nice cuz you can't really see the traditional ornaments. You just see the red balls and then when you go up close to it you can see like, "Oh, that's really nice." That's um, amazing. There are a couple of classic ornaments like stick Santa <laughs> I don't know what that where that came from, but there and Star Santa is another one. Oh. Um, I don't I don't know where those came from either. But there was one year where a bit of a disaster happened. We got our tree from Ambler Farm, and it was a balsam tree, which are notoriously quite heavy. And it was this huge, like twelve foot giant, very heavy balsam tree, and we grabbed it and we put it like in the stand and my I think it was so big I believe was the issue that we were only decorating the front which was a bad decision so we it was very front heavy and so my (laughs) my mom it almost fell on on my mom I think and I was I I think I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table and all of a sudden I just hear like and just you hear the sound of <gasps> pine needles hitting the floor like, and like it just I mean luckily it didn't fall on anything important it fell in like the space between the couch and the bathroom ah. door 
But all of a sudden, there our Christmas tree was on the floor. And then in order to get it back up, my mom was, like, bracing it with her legs while my dad was trying to pull it back up. And they always joked that, like, this, that, that was the Christmas tree we almost got divorced over. Because my mom was like, you're going to kill me while trying to oh brace God. it. My dad was like, just hold on. Like, it's almost there. <laughs> um, but then also it was, like, halfway up. And I just remember the two of them dying, like dying laughing at how ridiculous this is. Because my mom was like trying to push it up with her feet. My dad was like straining on it. It was a mess. But that will remain. And you and Marcus are just sitting there laughing. (laughs) Basically. Well, it was very heavy. And at that point, we weren't super like there wasn't much we could do besides offer encouragement and cookies. Um, But yeah, then from then on, we've tethered the tree. So we always tie it to a, like a hook on the wall, so it doesn't, it won't fall over anymore. And we never have never gotten another like big, thick, heavy one like that. But yeah, we always decorate the tree together as a family. Mm-hmm. So there's always like some Sunday night where we're like, "All right, it's decorating tree time." Yeah, and that was last weekend, which was really nice. That's very nice. I'll also talk about tree decorating. Yeah, um, it's another like family thing for us. It's funny to me because yours is like it's I like you described it really well where it's like it like it's so classic and like beautiful and then you come up and you're like oh look at all these little memories and it's just very good ours like it (laughs) (laughs) so our ceilings mean that our tree is usually closer to maybe seven feet um but we have enough ornaments for, like, three 12-foot ones. So oh they're all gosh. on it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, barely standing up because it has so much stuff. That's adorable, and it doesn't, though. You can't really see that it's a tree from a distance. And I'll show wow. you a picture. It's just, there's, I mean, you can because, like, it's Christmas time and you'd expect to see a yeah. tree. So you're like, oh, that's a tree. But there's so much stuff on it. Oh, my goodness. Um, it is kind of ridiculous. There's no theme whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it is a family thing for us. Like, even my brother and sister are both at university but we still like my sister came home once on the 23rd because of her exams and we still wait till like everyone's home before we decorate it so like this year it'll probably probably be like the 20th or the 21st um or maybe it'll be a bit sooner actually because my siblings are coming home a bit earlier but it's always something we do together and it's always like we'll we'll get our tree a bit earlier maybe just put the lights on but we don't decorate it till everyone's there because each thing has, like, everyone has their own ornaments. Yep. So Amy always has this blue one that's always, like, the first one that goes on. And, like I said, Tim had his nutcrackers. I have um, I have one from when we did the nutcracker. We each got our own little Christmas ornament. Oh, and yeah, I that's where my red, nutcrackers are from. Gr- 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 glittery. Glittery. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, a red glittery one um that's like it has sparkles on it and it's like crimson red and wow and that's from when i did the nutcracker i have one that's from like preschool yeah we have those two and we just each have our own ones and each year we get our like christmas ornaments as like part of our christmas gifts and that's amazing yeah and we always listen, we always have Christmas music on. We always have yes, eggnog. And we always, that's also usually when our Christmas baking is most necessary. Because <laughs> then we eat many cookies. Oh, and that's drink amazing. And eggnog and listen to music. 
That's so good. Yeah. That's like our main... That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds so lovely. Well, guys, we hope you're having fun getting all excited to celebrate whatever you're celebrating. Yeah. Because we certainly are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it's not strictly speaking holiday music, but hey, maybe it's your quotes and anecdotes holiday. But, you know, listen to our intro music, which is inspirational life. And our outro music, which is blossoming inspiration. And our cover artist, who is Dinobite, that's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. You can find her on Instagram. Yes. While you're there, check out the Quotes and Anecdotes <laughs> Instagram page, which we will be updating tomorrow, um, or today, rather, if this is when you're listening to it. Um, we try to tell you whenever there's a new episode up, and we will be better about it. Yes. Um, Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Rate, Rate, review, review, subscribe. And guys, have a wonderful Wonderful holiday season. (laughs) We didn't plan that, guys. We did not. We just made eye contact. Um, Just a heads up, we might not have an episode next week because it will be Christmas. And maybe Um, not the week after, but we'll have to figure that out because I don't know. Maybe not the week after as well because it will be winter break for us and Bronwyn will be away for part of it and we will both be with our families for most of it so there might not be a lot of time to record. But you can always catch up on old episodes if you're particularly sad. (laughs) I don't. don't. You're making it sound like people will be suffering from like quotes and anecdotes withdrawal. (laughs) And? Okay, maybe they will. Okay, um, yeah, all of the information we just gave you is in our description box in this podcast, so, you know, I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. Happy Happy holidays! holidays. Ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Jingle all the way. Ocho candelicas. Woo! Woo! Hands cut.